1: This is a tough question because I've heard conflicting views on this. And obviously what you're building is beautiful. And this is solving for this problem if it is a problem. But do you feel on average that women do not support each other as much as they should?
0: Yeah, you know, you know, look, not all women deserve to be supported. So there's that.
1: Mrs. Elena Cardone.
0: I started off as an actress in Los Angeles. I am very passionate about making an impact and leaving a legacy trying to accomplish as much as I can with this little lifetime that I have. When my best friend, Goldie, her house burnt down, her and her mother perished in the fire, it was a very traumatic experience for me. And it led me in a very negative, dark spiral for a few years. I went down the excessive alcohol, drug usage, which made me very... The
1: concept of having it all. Who's that message for? And what does that message mean?
0: That message means it's a mindset. It's like lack of scarcity. You can have it all. And I think we were conditioned to say, you know, you're greedy if you want it all. What's wrong with you? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you're here and they're there. Because you're here, you can't have that.
1: And we touched on imposter syndrome because it's getting over that first hurdle. It's allowing yourself to realize that you are enough. You are OK. You're worth you know, putting the effort in to grow and to evolve and to upskill. How do you get over imposter syndrome? How do you get over that first hump? Well, the thing is. Welcome to Success Story. I'm your host, Scott Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot podcast network. They've supported the show for almost two years now. So I want to just give a shout out to them. HubSpot is an incredible tool for business leaders. If you've never tried it before, you obviously have to check it out. Uh, You've heard a lot about it on this show. But outside of just HubSpot being amazing, they're incorporating AI tools that as a business leader, you have to pay attention to because right now we're living through the industrial age of AI. There are already tons of innovative ways to leverage AI tech to streamline and grow your business. HubSpot just launched two free AI tools that can help you automate some of the more tedious parts of marketing and managing the CRM. So Content Assistant and ChatSpot are brand new GPT-powered features that can instantly brainstorm blog topics, write ad copy, filter contacts, run reports, and so much more. They're like virtual assistants that never complain, never quit, that quickly dig through data dumps to find you the needle in the haystack. So to learn more about using AI to grow a better business, head to hubspot.com slash artificial intelligence.
0: Um, well, I guess the massive turning point in my life was when my best friend Goldie who lived across the street, her house burnt down, her and her mother perished in the fire. It was a very traumatic experience for me. Um, and and it led me in a very like negative, dark spiral for a few years. Um, but out of that birth, wow, no, I, I, I made a decision at some point in all of that. I made a decision. Um, I'm done kind of uh, wrecking my life over this. I want to actually go and do something with my life and actually doing that would actually be um you know um an 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 homage to her rather than what would she want me to be going down this horrible death spiral or would she want me to be happy well she would if she was a real friend she'd want me to be happy so at 17 years old because i was going in and out of my house and every single time i would see that burnt out house across the street I just decided at 17, I've got to get out of here. So at 17, I moved to Los Angeles, became an actress, a model, and really started to try to put my life together and and get on a path of, um, you know, a new life. So I think that was one of the big turning points in my life that kind of led me to where I am today.
1: You know what? When you tell me that story, the one thing that stands out is you had the opportunity to be a victim, but you didn't. You didn't subscribe to that. So, a lot of people have the opportunity. Did you? I okay. did. I subscribed
0: to it for a few years. <laughs> I went down the excessive alcohol, drug usage, um, you know, like really literally not cared if I were to live or die. I didn't care, which made me very reckless um, to say the least. But um, at some point, I had the epiphany that. OK, that's that's not the life that I want to continue down um, after she passed away when I was 14 from 14 to 17 going down that dark road. Um, I had eight more friends die, four of them Jeez. died in a car crash from being high on drugs and alcohol. Um, one committed suicide, one fell off of a balcony being loaded, you know, laughing fell back and died and and one died of an overdose. So. It, there was there was a lot of trauma to deal with from 14 to 17. And at some point I said, you know what? Um, I've got to get out of this life. Um, this is not what I choose. Um, and I'm I'm ready to go make a difference for the better somehow, some way. And it took a number of years beyond that point to actually start achieving successes on a big scale. But at least I made a decision at 17 I'm not doing this anymore.
1: So what do you think was the the thing that brought you out of that, that traumatic period? Because um, I'm trying well, to get to the pivot point, right? Like people, yeah, people deal was, with trauma there, and all that.
0: Pivot points. So the one was the epiphany that I had and it, and it actually came to me in the form of a dream where I had that she came to me and she was, um, you know she was like what are you doing with your life like this is like do you think this helps me do you think by you doing this and being involved in this life like makes me happy on this side like 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 do that but don't use me as an excuse for why you're doing that because that sucks and that was the dream and she was In the dream, she was like, if you really care about me, you'll go be happy with your life because that's what makes me happy. And I woke up like, oh my God, what just happened? Like everything just shifted in that moment to, um, I wasn't sure how it was gonna, there was no path or whatever at that point. I just made a commitment and creativity follows commitment. So I just committed, you know what, you know, I'm done with this. So that's when I started looking at, well, what can I do? Um, Acting modeling was always kind of an interest in my, 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 of mine. So I just pursued that route and it was my ticket out. Now it took several years before I fully cleaned up my act. I was still, um, participating in excessive alcohol usage from time to time. I've never been an alcoholic, but I'm a recreational partier and I go all in on that. Um, But so, but, but at least it got me out of that environment. So where I could like.
1: You know what? It's so interesting because a lot of that stuff resonates because when you have a personality that can be successful, you have to funnel that personality towards the right thing. Because even me too. Like if, if I want to party, I want to party. And like that energy can be, tar- can be pushed towards negative, can be pushed towards the wrong people, wrong activities, but can also be funneled into like, holy shit, you're effective. If you put all that energy towards the thing that you actually want to build. Right. It's that kind right. of personality. That's all or nothing. I love that.
0: That's right. I love that. I, I don't drink anymore today. I'm just, I'm over it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm all in on whatever I do. Like, you know, that, that, that is my personality.
1: Um, who was there for you as a, as a mentor, as a peer when you're trying to, you know, carve your own way, build your own path? Because did you come from an entrepreneurial family at all? Um,
0: so my father, an amazing father, I was definitely a daddy's girl. He fought in World War II, came back, couldn't really assimilate into the working world. So he never did actually occupy a job position. My mother was the sole breadwinner of the family. Uh, We were, we always struggled paycheck to paycheck. We had the mentality, turn off all the lights, eat all your food. If something were to come up out of the ordinary, like a field trip or a needed new this or that, it was, you could just feel the anxiety and the stress of the family of where are we going to come up with the, with the money for that? The the extra was just um, a burden. So I, I never came from an entrepreneurial type background. My father could never really launch anything um great great man though that that's we we had this stigmatism in our family and we were always kind of covering for him and and, and I even feel today that I'm sort of betraying him by saying the truth but that is the truth mm-hmm. and my mother worked for the government so she didn't kind of entrepreneur anything so I never learned that skill set I learned hang on to all your money
1: They set up that link for all Success Story podcast listeners. That is a no-risk free trial at backblaze.com slash story. Seriously, back up your stuff. available nationally look for a bottle at your local store heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
0: it's scarce um, yeah. there's a lack of having this um, so you know and, and 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 I also kind of was indoctrinated with the the the, the rich people have that and we don't
1: yeah. that's
0: not us it's difficult there was a lot of pain and agony and difficulty and struggle associated with money with my mentality that i still struggle with today
1: you know what i love i love to see the origin story of somebody because then what they're building makes a lot more sense so what you're building now it's building something that you should have had when you were trying to navigate life you're building that for other people but i'm curious because now people discover you and they find you and, they, and you know, they consume your content and that helps them a lot. And thank God for social media and free, free education now, but you didn't have that. So what was the thing that allowed you to start to build? What was the thing that changed your mind about money? You're in modeling, uh, you're in acting, um, obviously your career progresses, you start to make a little bit more money. But when do you really lean into the concept of investing, um, uh, equity, ownership? Oh, I mean.
0: Yes, the acting career, I made money, I spent money, I, I did like everything the wrong way. And quite honestly, it wasn't until I met Grant Cardone, I had hung out with artists, actors, e- e- you know, that type. Mm-hmm. Grant was business type personality that I just didn't really associate with. Um, mm-hmm. But when Grant came into my life, he really became in that area, very huge mentor to me, still is the way his mind works. Started to understand money. Always thought, um, you know, always thought I was like an artist can't understand money. An artist can't be an entrepreneur. I had that mentality. That's that's for the the agents, the managers, and the Mm -hmm. financial people to figure out. That's not me. I'm an artist. I express myself in all these other ways and whatnot, you know. But Grant really helped me to understand money. The only three things you need to know about money. We don't need to get into that. He was like, you don't need a college education. You just need to understand the three things about money. I was like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. That's all I need. Yeah. And then I started to understand watching him through negotiations or how he does business or how we utilize money was so different than the way I was raised. And so that's basically Grant Cardone is the reason why I'm, any knowledgeable at all on the subject.
1: I think that this is actually a perfect little pivot into where we're going to go with this show. So Grant Cardone is the reason why you learned so much, but building an empire together, I've heard you speak of this quite often, your personality and what you own in that empire is very different than Grant's personality. And that creative personality is a total asset to building this empire. And you speak about the empire a lot. So maybe describe just a little bit of your dynamic in the relationship, because that plays into a lot of, you know, partners in business, men and women in business building together. And we'll go down that road in a second, but I love that dichotomy. So can you go into that?
0: Yeah, because that uh, that was another turning point in my life, which was after Grant and I became married, which again, I never thought I wanted to be married. I thought I wanted to be this, um, progressive feminist, woman never <laughs> depend on a man for anything if i did it meant um that i was somehow compromised um children nor did i think i could take care of a child because i could barely take care of myself but i thought that that if you become a mother you're just dull dim un uninteresting ask any mother who gets approached at a party that says what do you do and if they dare tell the truth watch how fast the person leaves so th- those are real issues um, but now I found myself married to Grant and then we, in 2008, when the economy collapsed, uh, I realized I was pregnant with my first child, the acting jobs went away. Grant had a, a, a closer chance, even though he was at risk of losing everything financially in his own, uh, with his own businesses he was closer we said you know to run in the ball into the i don't know is at the end zone the touchdown or whatever <laughs> yes. you call yes. it I'm, I'm saying i don't know but he he had a better chance now i could have like said why because he's a man of those i looked at the realness of the situation and that was the realness of the situation so i at that moment i said look i'm going to put all of my ideas of what I think I should be because I am of the species called female, you know, and 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 stop letting these imaginary women that exist in my head dictate my life and how I'm gonna live with the man that I actually chose to be in my life in partnership with. So at, when that crash happened, I, I had an opportunity and I decided, you know, I have the opportunity to go all in on him, look, take the risk, that was my first entrepreneurial moment, by the way, because an entrepreneur is willing to put something at risk for financial gain. Mm -hmm. So that was my first entrepreneurial move because I was willing to trade in the acting career in order to partner up with him for my vision, which is what I do so well, is visualize vision, like paint the picture, the artist, you know, the, we can do this and and don't you see it? And then I'm like, Grant, go. And he's got to go be the hammer and execute it and get it all done, which is why we work so well together. But in that moment, I said, you know what, I'm going to put all of that the, the ideas of what I thought a feminist was aside. I'm partnering up with the man I said I do to four years ago. I'm gonna go all in on us. Now I see the empire that I want us to to one day have and be and fulfill. And that's when I, that's when it all hit me because I'm a visionary, right So I can mm-hmm. play out scenarios and that's when I said, Grant, trading in this career, uh, uh, I'm going all in on us. you, you know, What are your strengths? What are my strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are my weaknesses? Let's look at this in the realness. We're not going to divide who does what based on male, female, but we're going to devise this empire based on our strengths and weaknesses. You know what? Because previously to 2008, which was the blessing in disguise, we were fighting each other because I was married to the man, but yet you can't boss me. You can't tell me what to do. I was still operating as this single entity unit, not as an usness going towards our goals together. So, and Grant doesn't think this way. So this is my role in the empire, right? Because I had the vision. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You, in order for us to stop fighting each other, we need to get a purpose big enough. We didn't have a purpose big enough. That's what 2008 taught me it taught me empire what what uh, an empire can be protected against the small little hits Mm -hmm. normal life makes you think everything is fine until one day there's an economic collapse and it's not grant and i were living a normal life having normal arguments normal fights thinking small not you know there's a whole thing a whole list a line i can tell you what we what we did wrong But this was the first step where I said I had the vision and I was like, okay, you know what? You get to be the boss of A, B and C and D area because that's your wheelhouse. and, and And it looks more traditional just because that is how our strengths and weaknesses ended up dividing. I don't know about business. I don't know about money. He does. You're running the business. You get to be the boss of the business. We're equal in marriage, but in the business, we are not equal. You get to be the in charge. You get to be the power. I get to be the voice of um, advice or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I stand by you. I trust you. Find the one you trust and build an empire. If you say we're going in this direction, I back you. I trust you. You have a good track record. Go. I get to be the boss of this area, this area, this area, and this area. And, and then, and vice versa, I'm senior to you in these areas. What that did is it allowed us to stop fighting each other because if there's a problem, that's your area, go fricking handle it. Yeah. There's a problem yeah. in this area, that's my problem. I gotta go handle the area. It got me so focused on focusing on the area and keeping my area at a hundred percent. I don't have time to go over here and correct his area. I gotta keep all mine going. So then, um, we, we had the vision, right? I, 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 t- I kind of, I, I, I took it out of sequence. The first thing that we did, though, was we said, where, is the, where are we going? What is the purpose? How can we make it so big that there's so much to go for that we no longer have the luxury of fighting each other because that's the goal and the vision that we want? And we came up with, okay, we want to reach 8 billion people with, and have them win with your products and services grant. Then we figured out who does what in order to achieve that goal. And that's what we've kind of been doing this entire time up until now. There's, there's a lot more to it, Mm, but I've been long-winded enough, but that's really the role of what, what I did behind the scenes was really structure our relationship, what it was going to look like. What is needed and wanted from you, your demands as a husband, my demands as a wife. How are we going to come together and, and make it all work for the benefit of the both, the unity of the two, not just the think only about myself?
1: You know, one thing that I've actually always thought is you and Grant are probably the, the best example I can think of of high performing individuals that make a relationship and a family unit really work well. And there's, of course, tons, tons of people that do this, but I also see the flip side. A lot of people that are high-performing individuals, they end up in divorce and cheating and stress and broken homes. What do you think the difference is? It's that allocating the resources to what you're good at, building an empire together, is that what made you work out? This is this why so many people don't work out? Because I was going to ask, I was going to ask a question, you saw the question I was going to ask before, it was, You know do you think it's easier to build a business with or without a partner and some people would say without because they don't have to be accountable to somebody they don't have to worry about anyone but themselves but i don't agree with that why did it work so well for you
0: because we really figured out our roles in the relationship we had the purpose big enough um we also um we, we we keep it really clean with each other not that we haven't um not been perfect over a 19 year marriage and 20 years together but we have the courage to um talk about every single little transgression that we have ever yeah. done against each other and we we work through it and uh, you know sometimes you're angry at first but then you figure out okay well where can i take responsibility for what led you to do that or what problem were you trying to solve and um and then it makes us more fortified and more trusting of each other and um, and, and, and a lot of couples do little dings to each other, you know, like date, like they throw the penny, yep. the penny, but over time, like the pennies, <laughs> you you've been hit by a million pennies. Something's going to break or get hurt in your body. Right. So people do a lot of long-term little things of, Oh, I'm yeah. going to stay out or I'm going to flirt or I'm going to do this. Oh, it doesn't matter. So-and-so does it. It's, Oh, have fun. You know, Oh, I'm going to drink. I'm going to flirt. Oh, yep. I get my wounds. But then you go home and then that's sitting with you. And then you don't want him to know about it or her to know about it because you're like, oh, I can't. So then it creates more distance because now you're hiding different things from each other. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you become become individuated and isolated. And the more bad things that you do to a person, the more you withdraw from them. But here's the worst part. The more in order to justify that you've been doing the bad things to that person, now you're going to pull in different critical aspects of that person to justify why you did the bad thing to them. So now I go out, I flirt him, you know, I had too much to drink, I'm with my girls, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm about to turn 50 or 40 or whatever the number, he still thinks I'm hot, woo, and I'm, you know, and, but that's not cool like I wouldn't want Grant doing that behind my back, but let's say I do that right and now I'm like oh had too much to drink I feel bad about that because I woke up late I didn't I, I was I was I had a headache I was bitchy to my daughter, you know if there's a whole compounding little effect of these little tiny things that ah, that's just life or whatever. But now I've done that. Like, let's say to my daughter, to my husband, you know, my own self-integrity. Let's say I already had a commitment. I don't drink, and then I did. So now I'm like affecting myself. I'm I'm affecting my husband. I'm affecting my daughter from that one little thing that I did. And now I'm keeping it a secret from everyone. Now what do I have to do? In order to justify that I did this horrible thing to all these people involved, now I have to go back and say, well, you know what? He doesn't pay me attention. He's a jackass. He tells, he's always trying to tell me what to do. He didn't compliment me. He walked ahead of me on date night, you know, instead of walking with me, all the other guys walk with their partners, but not Grant, not Grant. He's like, you know, oh, he's misogynistic. Like well, he asked me to make him something to eat. Like I'm like, what am I? Like my time's not valuable. You understand? So I have to start pulling in all these negative things about these people to justify that. And the thing that's made us successful is from time to time, we just lay it all out on the line for each other in a a space where we can work through it. And then there's nothing there. Like there is nothing that you can find on me that Grant does not already know. So I get to walk in the light. I'm not worried. I'm not. I have no reason to separate from him. I have no reason to individuate from him because I'm clean.
1: I love that. Um, I want to talk about the concept of having it all. Who's that message for? And what does that message mean?
0: That message means it's a mindset. It's like lack of scarcity. You can have it all. I don't think we were conditioned. I don't think we were conditioned to think that. I think we were conditioned to say, um when's enough enough and you know you're greedy if you want it all and um um you know what's wrong with you et cetera et cetera et cetera at least that's that's i can only speak about myself that's how i feel i was uh raised you know like you're here and they're there and that life is there and you you know because you're here you can't have that those are for those people and that's not well i think you can have it all The Um, the
1: women you work with, though, the women you work with, do you feel like that imposter syndrome like plagues them more than men?
0: Imposter syndrome? You're asking
1: me. Like, like when you work with like all the women in the 10x ladies, do you feel um, that getting them started, getting them feeling they can build something, maybe uh, because they haven't really—that's not something they've ever been exposed to—is that something that uh, you know the concept of having it all it helps them understand what they're able to do?
0: Yeah, I really do. And and you know, yeah, the imposter syndrome, that's a that's a whole nother topic. But,
1: but uh, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, sure. You
0: know, and, and and there's also you can have it all, but what are you willing to give up in order to get where you want to go? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you might wanna have it all, but if you don't already have it all, what what do you what do you are? if I want to go sit in the chair across the room, I literally have to give up something. I have to give up the comfort of this chair and actually do an action, which is walking over and sitting in a new seat. So a lot of people want it all, think they're entitled to it all, think they can't have it all. But the reality is, is you can have it all. What are you willing to give up? Toxic people, a comfortable chair like uh you know are you willing to give up your mentality that you can't work with your partner like there was a lot of things i had to get rid of in order to have it all but you can have it
1: i think what i was what i was alluding to is is and this is not across the board this is a huge generalization but but stay with me on this one um of course there's incredible women female entrepreneurs but For example, if you're a woman, you want to have a family and you want to raise a successful family, maybe you have stuck in your head that that's going to be hard to do while you build a business. Or maybe you have it stuck in your head that's going to be hard to do while you rise through the ranks in the company. And that's really what I was alluding to. Like you can have you, you're, you're literally doing it. And that's the thing. The message is very important too, for women that haven't taken that jump or that leap. And I'm assuming that's part of what you're teaching over in, in your actual, in your content, in the, in the conference you're having as well.
0: Million percent. Sometimes the thought of, oh, if I have kids or get married, it's going to be a setback. But actually, if you get with the right partner, uh, and they're pushing you toward a heightened level of success, you can reach it faster. And yeah, it it's not going to be easy, you know, probably for anyone doing anything because we live on planet Earth. So <laughs> sure. the woman that thinks, oh, I can't do that and have kids. You just have to let go of the idea that anything's really gonna be easy or doesn't have to be figured out. Like it has to be figured out. Nothing's gonna be easy. Which side of that do you wanna be on? Easy <laughs> with a family that actually you know, inspires you and motivates you and expands who you are and who you had to become in order to get there or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um... So let's let's talk about what you're doing with, with 10X Ladies. And the reason I want to go into this in a, in a bigger way is because you're so focused on it now. And I, I, bu- I believe there's not a lot of resources that are marketed towards teaching women about finance, about entrepreneurship. Um, I mean, there, we can talk about everything. We talk about glass ceiling, gender pay gaps, all this different thing. I mean, I know my backgrounds in startups, women are massively underfunded compared to men. There's a whole bunch of issues. But what are you specifically teaching over? To women, how are you helping them? What are the problems that you're seeing they have when they're starting a business, trying to take it to the next level? Sort of, you know, without, without being uh, without being silly, like 10xing themselves, right?
0: Right. Um, the problems that they're having are probably a little bit what you're talking about—the kind of the 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 lack of know-how or confidence or um, feeling that they have to be something already in order to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the you know the confidence or the know-how um, or the resources but over at 10x ladies um, what i'm trying to do is provide a platform in a community where like-minded women can get together and support each other and really hold them accountable and be the woman behind the group behind the yeah. masses women supporting showing active interest in the success of them now if you want to be a woman in business you are going to have to take certain steps you're going to have to understand what the target is what do i have to learn what do i have to learn about this in my business or money or finances or how do I, how do how do you make sales you know mm-hmm. if you make sales in your entrepreneurial business and you can show this is what we've done and you go to an investor and they 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 don't care whether you're a, a male or a female, you, you gotta produce the stats. You gotta show the, the return of investment. And then they wanna do business with you. So at 10X Ladies, we, we really curate that community and then start with providing the right information so that people can function. There's, there's, there's the concept of being the four pillars of being a 10X woman. There's the being 10X in mindset 10x in money, your relationships, and your health and wellness, like how to design your life. So, and the concept is, is you can't be 10x in health and have your money failing. And you can't be 10x in money and your relationships are failing. And I don't, and look beyond just the relationship with your partner. I mean, relationships. If you want to build an empire, no empire has been built alone. Whether you're in bed with someone or not, you need relationships to expand, to grow, to, to delegate mm-hmm. out. You need a force to grow an empire. It doesn't happen with one person, it never has in the history of the world so far. So it's how to educate, empower women on these areas so that they can actually own their power. And the power means the capacity or the ability to influence the behavior of others. It doesn't say you have to be a CEO, a millionaire, a billionaire. It says you have to have the capacity or the ability to influence the behavior of others. So what does that mean? How do I become empowered myself? How do I live up to my full potential? How do I educate myself on my little entrepreneurial business so that then when I go and pitch it to somebody, an investor, I, can have the power to influence your decision to wanna invest with me, that's power. It it goes to that big level, to something small. If I smile to someone on the street and I'm like Mm -hmm. this, and they smile back and I influenced them, that's a smile. It's about really owning your power as a woman, growing it to the point where then you can then bring it home to your families, expand out to the families influence the families to reach a heightened level of success. Then beyond that, your communities to your group and how well can your group do around you? And then if you want to go even bigger than that, and you've grown, then you go, okay, how do I go global? How do I go to all of mankind? So that's what 10X Ladies is, is really about empowering women to take responsibility for their role, for their power, for making a difference for the better, for helping to change the trajectory of this planet to make a difference for the better you
1: all know the success story podcast is part of the hubspot podcast network they have incredible podcasts so please go check out their roster but one of my favorite shows is nudge hosted by phil agnew you just have to understand that some of the smallest changes can have the biggest impacts on your life and on nudge this is what phil goes through he speaks about evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits get a raise grow a business every single episode is bite-sized 20 minutes it comes packed with practical advice from some of the most prolific uh, entrepreneurs behavioral scientists in the world and it's the uk's fastest growing business podcast i definitely recommend you go check it out you should listen to nudge wherever you get your podcast i love this and and tell me some of the some of the, the the issues that women have when they're trying to build their businesses what are the main you know, stories that you hear from some of the women that come to you?
0: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of women, you know, they want to, a lot of women have, and I'm not saying this doesn't occur, but a lot of women get pressed with, instead of you're 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 gonna have a hard time being a female in this industry. You're not gonna get taken seriously. Males, you know, outperform and out uh, have more financial gain than you. And and rather than focusing the energy on how mm, victimized you can be and the and the Me Too movement and you're never gonna, like I'm not again. I I don't want to be taken out of context because yeah. I know some of these things are real and we have to handle that but as a as a generality i feel like that is so focused on rather than why am i spending the energy to see how hard i'm gonna have to make it to go upstream why don't i focus the energy on how do i self enhance? how do i make myself have the stats that show up in any office that can stand up against any man because Not that i'm competing against them but you are for a a position or a job or whatever but how do you hold your own and then some because a business owner is not going to get want to eliminate you or let you go if you are providing value and you're an asset to the company like become so invaluable to the company or to your company, or to the organization, that when you go and ask them for a pay raise, or Mm -hmm. you're thinking of leaving because of, they throw money at you to get you to stay.
1: But now you have a community of people that are giving you the okay to to operate like this in a company. So now you have a, a community of women that are promoting, supporting, backing you up, telling you what you should be making, telling you what your next move should be. Like this community is, community is obviously super, super powerful. Something, this is, um, this is a a tough question, but I'm curious about your opinion because I've heard conflicting views on this. And obviously what you're building is, is beautiful and this is solving for this problem, if it is a problem. But do you feel on average that women do not support each other as much as they should? Outside of your community, for example.
0: Yeah, you know, I, you know, Look, not all women deserve to be supported. So there's that. Just because you're a woman doesn't entitle you to support. What what is your value? Are you an asset to your fellow woman? You know, I don't support every woman. If you're going to go be a drug addict or an alcoholic or a liability of any kind, mm-hmm. I'm not supporting you. I'm not supporting your fun. Your 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 I'm not I'm not I'm cut off. I have my values. So my values are, you know, are you honest, hard, integrity, accountable? Do you show up? Are you mm-hmm. interested in self-enhancing? And so for those, trustworthy, the whole thing. So, you know, if the question is, why don't women support women? Not all women deserve to have to support each other. Now, if there's a woman that shows up in that realm, that is like in agreement with your values why wouldn't you support them women are so freaking powerful man women know how to flow power to power women are so so it's hard for me because i've developed this community of women who are actively interested in supporting each other we do business together because we are going for the same goal we want women empowerment we want to restore the value of the woman back to society you know like so it's hard for me to speak on the other side of Because you're in it, you're why in
1: why it I, so much. Everyone's saying... supporting each other in your community, yeah, right? That's you know, the thing. But,
0: but, but, but women who don't support other women, either either the woman doesn't isn't worthy of the support or maybe the woman knows, hey, um, I don't support other women because I know what I'm doing to other women. And I it's understand. not good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not gonna support other women because I I know what women can do, because I'm doing it myself. But when you get, again, it's kind of that conversation that I told you about with Grant and I, when you get clean on women, yeah. or that role and that relationship, and you're not doing things to backstab women, you, you can support anyone, because I don't have to individuate from them. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not worried about a woman backstabbing me. Hey, I know how to I mean, I'm not always perfect at this, but I know how to read indicators. I know how to read red flags. So I'm not going to allow myself or that type of woman to come into my uh, empire for very long. As soon as it's detected, you've got to go out. But I'm not afraid of of supporting women because I'm afraid they're going to harm me because I'm not harming women. So I don't think I'm going to get women harming me.
1: I love that. So you like you upgrade your value, you give back. You you cut people that aren't basically contributing and helping you grow and don't share the same values and the same ethics as you. These are all um, incredible things, but it's co- like, what's the saying? Common sense isn't common, right? Okay. These are all things that we all have to do every single day.
0: That's right. And I, I look at everyone as an asset or a liability. Mm-hmm. Are, are you an asset or a liability? I know I'm an asset. I was not always an asset. There's no judgment involved. I told you about my world and drugs and alcohol, I wasn't an asset. I was a liability to myself and everyone around me at that time, I wouldn't want me around at that time. I was not like good intention. Mm. I'm an asset now, I'm an asset to myself, I'm an asset to my family, I'm an asset to my group, I'm an asset to mankind. So, you know, I expect anyone to come into my life to be an asset to me because I know I'm an asset to them.
1: I want to touch on something that we just spoke about um, a couple minutes ago, because now we understand that. Okay, so if if women are are pushing themselves and growing, and and this is sort of the playbook for adding value and becoming like a high value individual, it makes a ton of sense. I just want you to speak for a second, and we touched on imposter syndrome. I think it's super important because it's getting over that first hurdle. It's allowing yourself to realize that you are you are enough. You are okay. You're worth you know, putting the effort in to grow and to evolve and to upskill. How do you get over imposter syndrome? How do you get over that first hump?
0: Well, the thing is, is I think people confuse it a lot because if you're going to step into a new area, there's going to be unknowns involved. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tricky. It's kind of like a catch 22 because um, you have to be the thing first. Then you have to do the actions in order to then have what you want. So let's say you want to have to be a doctor, okay? And that's what you want in your future, and that's what you you think you want to be or whatever. Well, then in this at this moment in time, I have to be that role. I have to assume the position of the doctor. And then I have to do the steps of my schooling, my internship, my this, my that. And by the time I get to the other side, I have it. So am I an, an imposter? Like the the word, the imposter would be if I'm not a doctor yet, but I'm falsifying the record and I'm on social media, yeah. pretending to be an expert and tell you that I'm a doctor when I'm not, that is an imposter. But now if I'm going toward that and I'm taking my steps of that and I'm wearing the beingness of being a doctor, like you just have to grant yourself the beingness to get through whatever you need to go through you're not expected in this moment to to know everything so does that mean you quit or disqualify yourself or berate yourself for not knowing how to do open heart surgery because you haven't gotten there yet so i'm not worthy to to of this or that because i'm not there yet no you you still have to assume the role first so i don't know if that was a good example but like, it is a,
1: no. It is a good example. It's like you know the it's yeah. Like, I hundred percent understand. Like I
0: became a realtor. I became yeah. a realtor. I, I sidestepped from doing this world, and I became a realtor. I, I don't. I didn't know anything about a realtor. I, I feel uncomfortable. I feel self conscious. I feel um, uh, like I don't know what I'm talking about yeah. half of the time. I feel insecure when I have to show a, a open house. I'm like, or, or not an open house, but like yeah, I, yeah. Sure. Right. But yeah. does that mean I'm not a realtor? I'm a realtor. I'm licensed. I'm, like that's real. But but am I going to stop myself because, or 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 not make someone want to do business with me because I'm I don't have ten years of experience as a realtor? No, I have to go through that in order to. To, to be able to go, oh, I deserve it. So you yeah. just have to understand there's a learning curve with anything. You're not gonna feel like you're there yet. I'm not there yet, but it doesn't mean I can't uh, assume the position and sell this person a house and go have my little mentor help me with the transaction or, uh, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I no, I'm, I'm just thinking like even like on a, like for an entrepreneur, it's like the first sales call you jump on. For myself, the first podcast I did, the first stage I stepped on, every time it was like, You gotta, you gotta, you know, flip a switch and like be that person, or you're just gonna, you're gonna be paralyzed with fear, right? Taking every single step, and it never ends. By the way, it never ever ends, because throughout your entire life, you're gonna have those moments, always. Always. Um, what was, what was, you know, the the single most impactful piece of advice that you've received over your life that you feel the absolute need to teach everybody that you speak with, that you talk to, that you coach?
0: Oh, man, there's so many, but the the couple popped into mind. One is this is my motto and what I live daily with every decision is you're either creating or destroying your empire. You're either creating or destroying your empire with every decision. and And I mean every decision. Eating something that's bad for you. Okay, mm-hmm. it was a little, maybe a little damaging, you know, you know, or, or did I eat it? And, and it was creating, cause it was a reward that I told myself, you know, uh, when I hit this, I get to have that cheesecake or whatever mm. it is, you know? every decision, you're either creating or destroying, you know, and a lot of people don't look at the effects of how far they can go with making, um, pro survival decisions and choices. You know, like if you have goals, and you want to achieve your goals, and you have a set target. Every single decision, you're either going to have to add more time to that target attainment, or you're going to close the gap by making the the right decision. So that's really how I look at everything.
1: You're um, living. I was going to say sorry. Just do you have more on that? Because I have a, a follow up to that too. It's up to go you. Go I can, go no, I, no. I have, a,
0: I have so many different pieces on of what I'd want. Oh, day I day.
1: I know. <laughs> You, you have a whole book on it. You have a whole book on it. You you speak on stage on it all the time. You have you have endless. It's very good. But I was going to ask for one very tactical piece that plays into the audience that is is probably getting a lot of benefit out of this, which is which is women, mothers, uh like women entrepreneurs. You speak about, you know, building the empire, having it all. What are some very tactical day-to-day things that you do right now to manage time with your family, manage time with your business? Do you block? Do you, is it hiring the right people? It's all the above, but I mean, what's the thing that you feel moves the needle the most and allows you to be present with the people that you love?
0: I do exactly what you said. I time block. I've, I've hired people. I got over my a mindset that people cost me money. They don't. Mm. They, they help me to expand and grow and build and flourish and prosper so yes i have that um i take care of myself and my my this thing um and then i you know like i drink my water i take my vitamins every day i work out i'm on superhuman protocol i do my ivs so that keeps me consistently feeling good Mm -hmm. about myself the fact that i take care of myself the fact that i have consistency i can trust myself to do what i say i'm going to do um and then it's just figuring out how to balance it all like family and this and that i look at what needs to be dealt with and what if i'm juggling what ball needs to be caught at that time sometimes it's my family. They need me. And I got to trust the ones that I delegated to run the the works empire stuff to that they're going to run with it. And and it's not going to suffer so much that I'm gone. And I and I focus my attention on on my family. And sometimes uh, my work really needs me. And I got to have people in place, a, a nanny, a person, a friend come over to entertain the kids or you know, one of their friends or so they don't care about me. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a juggling act. It's just prioritizing and dealing with what is most important to you. So my family is number one and they're always going to rank precedence over everything, Mm -hmm. but not in every circumstance. If they want my time just because they're bored and my global family, my group needs me, Then they're gonna get put on hold. But when they really need me, everything else stops because that's for me personally more important to me than anything else. But not Um, every time.
1: Yeah. So you know like you know your priorities. You know and you know how to you know how to allocate accordingly. But I love that. The 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 focus on family, I think, is what makes it. I think that's what differentiates you and Grant and you know and your daughters from from a lot of people that struggle with this it's just major focus on family priorities are right because there's always more work right there's always always more work god forbid never an end to amount amount of work you can do um i want to i want to just really highlight what you're doing with the Tetnex ladies i want to give you a second um to uh just walk through what somebody will experience what the goal of this of this community is. I know you have a conference, but there's also gonna be ongoing community and, and rapport and, and support with the women that come out to this. So just give me a you know give me the, the 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 Coles notes of what this is going to be and what you what you see it being and how does it serve people and what people get from it.
0: Yeah so it's a it's a really impactful two day impactful event where women come together, a lot of guys I know it's ten X ladies. You can go to 10xladies.com. I know it says 10xladies, but we have a a massive, tremendous amount of gentlemen coming to either support their wives, their sisters, their mothers, their colleagues, to really get on the same page. So we focus on those four pillars over the the two-day event. I have multiple high-powered speakers, including actress Marisol Nichols, who's now undercover operative. to bust this child sex trafficking ring. She's gonna speak. Outspoken Megan Kelly's gonna be there. Venus, Williams, myself, Sherry, Natalie Dawson, who does Cardone Ventures. Like really powerful women touching Lisa Copeland. Women to, to talk about one of the four pillars in their deliverables. And so what you can expect out of this group is a very inclusive group who is interested in reaching a heightened level of success Um, figuring out how to align their target to actually be able to aim and hit and achieve, fast-track their way to success, coming together, doing business with each other, um, supporting each other. And then if they like what I do and what I'm about, I have the only time of year that I sell my Empire Academy is at 10X Ladies. So, and, and it's an exclusive group of women who want to join me for the following year. I do every quarter, I do a Build an Empire workshop, one on mindset, and it's two days. The, all, my, all my Empire conferences are two days. The next quarter is two days on relationships, how to get you aligned, same page, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The next one is on money and business, and then the next one is health, wellness, and how to design your life to make all that happen. So that's over the course of a year for the women that want to come in and pursue that. That's where they can come in through 10X Ladies and either leave 10X Ladies and like go flourish and prosper and be amazing. And, and then, or they have the avenue to come with me on the next journey for the following year for the Empire Academy, where I really have time, just me. It's only me that delivers that workshop. For those two days each time to really let you experience the time through the workbook with your blueprint of exactly what you need to do to be able to have that picture that you created for yourself through that one year academy.
1: I love that. Um, where should people go? I'm going to ask a couple questions to just close this out to get some last insights for the audience. But where do people go for all of this?
0: they can well go to 10xladies.com 10xladies.com and then everything else is just my name elenacardone.com e-l-e-n-a elena cardone and then cardone is like car and done (laughs) Uh, so elenacardone.com is everything on all my social medias my website if they want to find out more about me or how to get into the loop that's that they could okay. go that out as well and obviously
1: like if everyone who's listening it'll be in the show notes too so all the links will be there if you just go down you'll find them there um, a couple of questions to close it out uh, what would be one thing that you would tell your 20 year old self
0: oh my god um, my 20 year old self I would say um, become the best friend to yourself like you're become the best friend to yourself. Don't worry and be influenced and stymied, stopped by what others might think of you. I would have told myself, quit right then and there. Every single uh, alcohol, drug, it's only gonna take you longer to get where you wanna go. Um, Be focused, surround yourself around like-minded people. And, and, And lastly, I would say, know your strengths and weaknesses and beware of the people that you come into contact with that attempt to attack your strengths and try to build up your weaknesses so if you elena at 20 you've come from this world of drugs right if anyone's there going hey um wins enough enough you work too hard strength right Mm -hmm. you go all in you're so aggressive that's a that's a strength right attack 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 when are you going to lighten up here have a glass of alcohol here's a shot of whiskey you need to party you need to lighten up that's feeding my weaknesses i know that now i didn't know that then i would have weeded all these people out because they come under the guise of with a smiling face, I just want what's best for you. I care about you. You've got dark circles, you've been working so hard. Meanwhile, they're stabbing you in the back. They don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to win. Those are not your friends. They're an enemy to who you are and what you wanna build for the rest of your life. So that's my advice to my 20 year old self. I hope I I listen.
1: No, I need to ask you just one thing on that because I'm really glad you brought that up. What happens if that's your parents?
0: okay so if that's your parents and you still want them in your life i i I do something called good roads good weather okay good roads good weather first of all i i'm going to put them Let me explain good roads and weather, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with them. Good roads, good weather means I only talk about the roads and the weather. Why? You cannot get in a fight about the roads and the weather. It's raining today. What a miserable day. No argument there. The roads, there's potholes, they suck, or wow, these are good roads. It's it's neutral territory. It's called good roads, good weather. Okay, I'm good-rosing and good-weathering my parents. I'm not telling them or going to them for things that I want them to be excited about that they're not going to be excited about. The friends and the the, the family goes, for me, into a category. By the way, this is in the relationship workshop, right? You're going to be able to figure out all these people and how to handle them. The friends, uh, sorry, the family category I was confusing previously thinking that they were in my business people category. My family category, what do I get from them? What, what do I get and receive from them? My family, unconditional love, um, I'm gonna create family experiences with them, da-da-da-da-da-da. That's all they want from me. That They, they, they don't need me to be anything else or happy with who I am and blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. My business people, those roles, I don't want to hear about your personal relationships. If I'm in a working environment with you, I don't want to know about this or the, that if, especially if I'm your employer, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be my family. I want you to be, how can we flourish and prosper and go get uh, the bag? How can we help? Provide for our families. How can we teach that? How can we go out and become better human beings? Like, and 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 I'm gonna only talk to my business people about. Oh my gosh, I got this article on blah blah blah. I reached so many people and blah blah. And hey, I sold 10x. I, we, we're gonna have a thousand 10x ladies there. The tickets, yes, woo. You know, and oh my gosh, I got this sponsorship and they're paying me. Th-. Okay, those are the people that get it. We're we're trying to reach the globe. We're like blah blah blah. I'm not going with those wins to the family, especially the ones that can't have that. All they want me to be is little Elena, you know, the sister, the daughter, the this or the that. I'm going to be that role for them. So when I go for them, we're playing cards and or if that's what your family does, mine doesn't, (laughs) but it sounded good. Like we're gonna watch movies together or go take a drive or go get soft serve ice cream. You know, we're gonna create memories together. And I don't confuse the two. I don't go to the family and say, yes, look at me and what I've accomplished. And they're like, can you pass the salt? And you're like, God damn it, I hate my family. You know what I mean? I can grant them the beingness to be who they are. They don't have to be 10X. Can you allow them to be small minded? If they wanna be small-minded, why is that wrong? Why are you, why am I making them wrong for that? It's the same as them making me wrong for wanting to be 10X, you know? I, it's their life, it's your life. Stop trying to make them be something and be in a bucket that they're not in. This is the family, this is the business, these are the friends categories. And once I know where everything is and what my role is, Um, it's okay.
1: I love that. That's a perfect answer. I want to just finish with one last question. You've had an incredible career, many different seasons to your career. have done a lot of different things at this point in your life. What does success mean to you?
0: It means how many people can I help? That's it. I'm on a spiritual legacy play at this point. I've, I've hit, I I always reset my, my self goals but I've hit a lot of those. I'm healthy. You know, we hit a billion dollars. Like, I'm good on myself. I mean, I'm, I have to maintain and keep it going. Too. But at this point is, what is the point of having all of this if I can't help other people achieve this too? So for me now, it's now I'm, I want to survive through and, and, and be in exchange with the group and the globe. Like, now can I go that big? How many people can I help, or be helped by something uh, that I have said or done to change ever so slightly the trajectory of their life for the better? And and that is what success is for me now. How many people can I help? How many other little Elena's out there that weren't supposed to? Those are that's not you. This is you. The haves, the haves nots. You can you know like how many other like little Elena's out there that. That didn't think they could but really can how how can i help them to have their realization to to cut their own limiting beliefs and the chains that they have on themselves that they think are huge chain like chains but really it's the size of dental floss you know all you have to do is snip and you know
1: fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now, as a business owner, I always remember when my company hits a growth spurt. It's great, but then you realize that things start to break. Things are taking with no risk at backblaze.com/story they set up that link for all success story podcast listeners that is a no risk free trial at backblaze.com/story seriously JoindeleteMe.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteMe.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now, I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.